0: The whole secret of dealing with an experience like that is to face it. This is a wonderful chance. We could square the whole thing up once and for all. Anything else is absolutely contraindicated. Roger grinned, in spite of his underlying uneasiness. All right, he said, I can see nothing will stop you. Where do we go? You're the one who knows his way around here. This is only the second time I've been in the place. He looked round him the college square in the dead depths between the end of the summer term and the beginning of the autumn one, cobblestones slowly heating up under the undisturbed impact of the August sun, two or three grey pigeons slowly making their way round in lazy circles, the whitish stone of the tall, elaborate campanile clear-cut against the deep blue of the sky, the cool green of the wide rectangles of lawn inside their unswinging barriers of looped chains the harmonious balance of the great buildings all round, stating without assertion their right to be exactly where they were. Alien. Roger Farrow's face took on a faint look of withdrawal. This elaborate apparatus for living other people's lives. Up here, then, said Eric Smith. Smith, the name that comes inevitably into your head when you have good reason for concealing the one on your birth certificate. They went up the flight of shallow steps leading to the portico of the building Eric had called the theatre. Through here, he said. He turned to his left, inside the portico, and pulled open a heavy little door almost lost in the shadows of the towering pillars. Roger followed him. After the patchwork brightness of the sunlight, the darkness at first seemed almost absolute, but gradually Roger was able to make out the familiar crest of Eric's short blonde hair. He was beginning to climb a narrow flight of stairs. Obediently, Roger followed, ducking his head to avoid the low ceiling at each turn. Almost at once, he was bathed in a light sweat, sticky and irritating. Ahead of him, Eric climbed swiftly. From some window up above them, the summer light poured in, quietened and diffused. Eric showed no signs of resenting the stairs, but then he played squash or something all part of those social activities which Roger had more than ever fought shy of since coming to Ireland. At the top of the stairs, they came out onto a narrow landing, dusty and neglected. We go through here, said Eric. We're almost certain to have the whole gallery to ourselves. This affair isn't going to attract a crowd. Roger went after him through a low archway, stooping with resentment, into the gallery. Long, narrow wooden benches were raked steeply downwards. The ornamental stucco ceiling of the big hall was too near their heads and looked out of proportion. The elaborate gilt chandelier swinging in the centre showed too much of its mechanics. The scenery viewed from the wings. In the gloom of the gallery itself, there was a sharp smell of dust. I still think, Roger said, that the affair oughtn't to have attracted us. Eric sat down on the rearmost bench, leaving a space for Roger beside him. No one could see us in a million years, he said, and it may be the last chance I'll ever get of making any accurate diagnosis of the old bastard. Roger sat down gingerly in the place Eric had left for him. His knees came unpleasantly close to his chin. The bones of his shins were pressed disagreeably hard against the sharp edge of the back rail of the bench in front. He decided to have a last try at doing something about Eric's hobby horse. Look, he said, "'What if your diagnosis is just the same as it was the last time we saw him three years ago?' "'But it won't be,' said Eric. "'That's the whole point. It can't be. "'Over there he was the great director. He ruled us. "'Look at the way we called him the boatswain behind his back, a typical phobia.' "'His hands beginning to flick out the gestures, as they always did when he was excited. "'No,' he said, "'this is where we're going to get him into proportion.' Well, I don't want to get him into proportion, I want to get him into oblivion. The very thought of all that bloody bland stuff about the Institute of Human Relations, Leeds, makes me go hot under the collar. He was hot under the collar. The seam of his shirt had begun to chafe. Recently he had had increasing difficulty in doing up his collar button. He stared gloomily down. The big hall was still and deserted. Enormous full-length portraits of bygone worthies stared solemnly across at each other. One of them looked like Queen Elizabeth. A beam of white sunlight came in at an angle through the arched windows at the far end and made a blinding pattern.